Welcome to Fountain Springs Online. At Fountain Springs, we believe in showing unconditional love, irrational generosity, and being unwavering in our mission to show people who Jesus is. We are one church in multiple locations that exists to help grow and guide your relationship with Jesus. We are so glad you've joined us today, and we hope that we can encourage, challenge, and support you in your walk with Jesus. Feel free to join us this coming weekend at any of our locations and services, or call or email us so we can help you in any way. We are so glad that you've joined us today at Fountain Springs Online. Now let's turn our attention to this week's message. Well, welcome. If, if this is your first introduction to uh, our family, the Fountain Springs Church family, I'm glad you're here. Uh, maybe someone tricked you to come or invited you. Well, I don't know how they got you here. I'm not so concerned about that. I'm just glad you're here. Uh, what we've been doing, just to bring us all up, no matter how long you've been here, is we've been talking about music and what God has to teach us through music. You probably have a strong opinion about the music you listen to, uh, about what you think is good? Well, we've been looking at lyrics. Uh, lyrics of music have, well, seven major themes. We've just been looking at the different topics that people write lyrics about and learn, like, God, what do you have to say about that topic? If you didn't catch on to the song, the main topic, the final topic is change. Now, I don't know what your opinion is of change. Most people see that word and they're like, where do I run? Where do I run from that word? In fact, a lot of us love it. Some of us hate it. Most of us hate it, actually, especially if it's re relating to your life. Others, you're like, hey, they should change that. But change is a big deal. It's one of the main topics in music. It's one of the main topics in life. Let me show you the lyrics. Let me, let me tell you why I'm going after this. Stop and stare. I think I'm moving, but I go nowhere. I go nowhere. Cue in on that. Yeah, I know that everyone gets scared, but I've become what I can't be. See, that song talks about that. The idea that you and I have a tendency to find ourselves in life going nowhere. Now, don't just think about your physical location. I wonder if, if you had relationships in your life right now that just stopped going anywhere. Uh, maybe maybe if, if your character that maybe it's, it's gotten better, but what if it just stopped where it's at? What if, what if your position or opportunity in your vocation just stopped, where it just stopped going anywhere? Most of us are, are not okay with the good things in our lives just stopping. Actually, I want to do this. Our mission is to show people who Jesus is, okay? So, so let's do this. Jesus, when he taught 
the Bible before the Bible was written. You catch that? So when he taught the Bible before the Bible was written, uh, he would use things around him to teach us how to live life, the good truths about life. He would, he would do what you and I wish always happened. He would point to something and say, hey, do you see that, that city on a hill? Well, here's, here's what that can represent. Or you see this coin? Here's what this coin is. It's object lesson 101 taught by Jesus. And he would uncomplicate a lot about life by just pointing to something and saying, hey, we can learn from this. So that's how I want us to learn about change. Let me show you the object or, or the visual. Uh, how pretty is that, huh? It, it, many of us are aware of this, especially right now with the weather that we get to enjoy, the, the water everywhere. Now, now, this is something my youngest son would love to jump into. Now, let me just give you some words of wisdom. You might want to write this down. Should you ever come across some stagnant water like this, don't fill up your water bottle. Don't use it, right? You know that. In fact, most of us would say, um, who does that? But I can, I can actually, I've, I've been across the globe and seen people, been with people, trying to help people who their only source of water, the only place they can get it is to go to a, a stagnant body of water and, and just get it and hope that they don't get diseases from it. That's what happens in stagnant water. You know that. It's like the source of disease. But you know what I hate most about it? It's the source of mosquitoes. And do you, know, do you know why there are mosquitoes? I get asked that. Why, why did God make mosquitoes? To prove to us how bad hell is. <laughs> mosquitoes are horrible. I, I mean, by, by definition, a mosquito is born to pierce you and suck your blood. That, that's what they do. And, and stagnant water, those, that's, they love it. They just so you don't, you're like, where they, they, they love stagnant water. Um, but the object lesson, what I think Jesus would do is if, if we were walking through and he would point to this body of water or this little puddle and say, that's not moving. He'd be like, oh, we've got something to learn about this stagnant water. Let me show you a definition. This will help us. Stagnation, not advancing or developing. If you and I were taking a stroll through the hills and Jesus was with us, I think he might stop us and say, hey, look at that stagnant water. Look, that, that, here's what this means. Here's what we know about life, if our life looks like we're not advancing or developing. We're not changing. Good change. Just think about, again, your relationships. Your, whatever you spend your life doing, what if it was no longer advancing or developing? It just was locked in and, and, and in essence, just began to slowly die. Some of us, this is how we live. And just like stagnant water, a stagnant life is an incredibly dangerous way to live. I got to tell you that I've had many conversations with people who let their relationship with their kids get stagnant. Let their relationship with their spouse get stagnant. Let their job just kind of get stagnant. Let their, their school time or learning time get stagnant. And if you allow yourself to get there, that's where we all of a sudden say, I don't know what happened. I don't know how everything changed, but it just changed. And, well, a lot of times the reason the things in our life unfold in ways we don't like it is because we stop developing or advancing in any way. And so we write lyrics about how horrible going nowhere is. So if it's so bad, why do we do it? Why do you and I just kind of stop growing, developing, advancing? I'll show you why. There's a major list. It, 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 I think it's 
straight into our lives. Yesterday's success can, can keep you just locked in. Maybe you've worked there before, or maybe even been a part of a church who's done that. Hey, this is how we've always done it, and it worked a long time ago. And we just stay there. We, we stay like it, 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 it worked one time, and that was, it was successful. It's great. Uh, but we got to change, though. Uh, maybe it's your own insecurity. Just that you wake up, and you see the day as something that you can't conquer. Uh, maybe you don't feel good enough, and if you don't feel good enough, you don't do much. You don't advance or develop. You kind of stay there. You s- stay stagnant. Today's distraction? Come on. <laughs> I mean, there is a distraction if you want one, always. If you j- just, there's always this constant, like someone's pulling at you, your time, and, or going after it. And it, many of us have so many things on our list that we're doing that we're not doing anything. Tomorrow's uncertainty. A lot of folks, um, they don't do anything, they don't advance, they don't develop because they're just, frankly, afraid of tomorrow. If you live a stagnant life, I'll tell you something. A stagnant life is the fastest way to an unfulfilling life. Oh, it's like warp speed. And if you don't pay attention to the things that you should be then you're going to find yourself, nothing changes, and your relationships will uh, dissolve or just get uh, weak. Now, obviously, God has something to say. He, God has something. He spoke quite a bit into the idea of change and spoke into it so much so that you and I need to talk about it. It's not just a, well, a category in, in lyrics. God, I mean, if God speaks about it, we're like, well, what do you have to say about change? Let me show you. It's pretty profound if, if, if you'll pay attention. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, which I would say that one of the behaviors and customs of this world is to get content in the sense that you no longer develop. You, you don't grow. I don't know what terminology you're used to, but you don't grow. You don't develop. You don't advance. And I'd say that's a normal behavior. So don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By changing the way you think. I underline some things. Don't miss them. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Most of us at some point in our life like, what is God's will for my life? What does God want me to do with this? Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. If you want to know God's will, you've got to let him transform you by changing you. Now, here's what's interesting to me. Because I'm a nerd. Self-professed nerd. Do you notice it doesn't say God wants to change you by changing the way you think? Most of us are like, well, he chose a different word, so what? That's not how God functions. The Bible's not like, hmm, what's a random thing we can just slap in here? You should be interested in why, why does God want to transform us and not change us? Because there's meanings behind those words. Okay, here's change. Let's go to the English class real quick. Change is, is a modification. Change is, is rooted in the past. Change is all about what, what have you been doing, and, and now what, what are you going to change when you do differently? It's all about the past. And if I right now said, hey, everyone, next to the person right next to you or even behind you, tell them all about all the bad things you've done in your past. Most of them be like, I'm leaving this church right now. I'm done. 
Most of us have things in our past that we would like to stay there. It's interesting thing about change. Change is all about your past. Change requires a past. And many of us right now are living a life where all we're trying to do is change. And maybe you've had experiences like I have where I changed something and then later on changed it again and then changed and then I think I ended up in a circle. You ever gone in a circle? This might be hypothetical for you. Let's say you're married. An idea, just, just random, that maybe you have fought about the same thing over and over. I know it's so random. You're like, no, never us. Do you hear the nervous laughter of the married couples going, What? Sometimes we have a tendency to fight about the same thing, and then we make a change. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. And then we don't. We mess up, and then I'm going to change. And sometimes we do it with jobs, like, hey, I don't like this job, so I'm going to change, and then I'm going to change, I'm going to change, and then you end up in the same place. We, we have a tendency that when we change, we just change into circles. And we're, we're not having anything great happen in our life, but we're having tons of change. And, and change is not, not bad, but that's not God's best for you. And there's a reason that in that verse, God did not say, I want to change you, so I'm going to change the way you think. I'm going to transform you. So there is a difference between the word change and transform. Let me give you more definition. Transformation is a new creation. Let me show you the difference between these two. Change is, is all about the past. Transformation is all about the future. So begin to plug this in. When you read the Bible, the Bible's not boring or irrelevant or, or just mundane. The Bible's saying God wants to transform you. In other words, when God sees you, he's more concerned about your future than your past. And that's in the Bible. You don't even have to remember what I just said. Just go to the Bible sometime. It oozes this. That God is not restricted by your past because he's not trying to change your past. He is thinking about your future. And transformation. Transformation is a beautiful, beautiful thing in life that perhaps you think you're hunting some sort of change. You want to change your family. You want to, you want to change your workplace. You want to change your world, your city, or maybe just your own character and your own soul. I'm going to tell you, take it further. Go deeper. Too many Christians think, oh, I'm a Christian now, so I've got to stop cussing and doing bad things. And God's like, it's deeper than that. Can you imagine a person like, I'm married now. So I got to stop kissing other people and I got to live with this person. Hopefully your spouse is like, can we go further than that? I mean, is, is it, do you love me? And what God offers you, all of you, me, don't, don't disclude you. What he offers you is transformation. That verse said that God wants to transform you. So if you are caught in your past, if you're caught up in what you've done or what you haven't done, what's happened to you, if your past rules you, God wants to transform you. Now, here's what's neat. If you're a nerd like myself, sometimes it's good to study a word. You're thinking, okay, I know this Bible was not written in English originally, uh, and it was written in a completely different language, and it's a language that you and I make fun of because like, we'll say, well, that's Greek to me, huh? Let me show you the word transform and how it was originally written. This is a word you don't have to remember. It, it, it means transform. 
if you didn't skip science class, you just saw something. See, here's what we learned in science class about uh, caterpillars and butterflies. Metamorphosis. See, someone's like, oh, yeah, that's the word. That's the word I remember now, right? Do you not find it fascinating that when God says, I, I want to transform you, I don't think your past is going, man, I don't, I mean, they did. They did that. I don't know if I can fix that. I mean, that's going to need more than a new coat of paint, if you know what I'm saying. No, when he sees you, he says, I can transform you. I can transform your marriage. I can transform your family. I can transform your workplace, your school. I can transform. In fact, I think God wants to transform you. That's why it's in the Bible. He wants to transform us. And what a beautiful picture that, that most of us learn some, at some point in class. I mean, just, okay. I don't know how your science class went, okay? I don't know if you had a good teacher. I don't know if you showed up. I don't know if you took notes. But here, let me give you some basics. This is a caterpillar. You got it? You're not taking notes. That's fine. This is not a caterpillar with wings. We're clear? This is, this is not a, a more advanced caterpillar. This caterpillar wouldn't be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I got a wing now. Oh, another one. Cool, I can fly. When you and I see this, we say there's a butterfly. What if, what if when God sees you, He's not focused on this. He knows you can become that. And that's why the Bible says God wants to transform you, not change you, transform you. So perhaps the lyrics can bring about some powerful truth in our life. Let me show you more in the Bible because this is awesome. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. There's even a place in the Bible where it's like, uh, that's impossible. But they are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. You are reborn. You're brand new. Now, don't forget what we're fighting against. Let me show you. Let me show you. Remember the, the, the parts of stagnation, what takes us there. These are what you and I are fighting. And you can say, you know, I'm going to try to change that tomorrow. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and I'm going I'm to wake up earlier. That's what I'm going to do, and that's going to that's change that. Or I'm going to eat differently. Or I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell you if, you, don't, if you don't let God transform you, then everything is just a system and chain of change. This is so unfulfilling and you don't want this I'm telling you you don't want this and I love how music brings up that we don't we don't want to stay nowhere so let me refresh your memory in case you missed it um, I tried to help you here let God transform you into a new person if you're not making this personal, you ought to. Wherever you are in life right now, let God transform it. Perhaps you have a breakdown going on somewhere. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's with the kids. Maybe it's in fulfillment. Maybe it's your character. Maybe each day you have a commitment to do better and you don't. Let God transform you. I love the word let. Have you ever wondered if God actually wants to? Well, according to this, he does. He's wondering if you're going to let him. Let 
God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So there is a change involved. Transformation begins with a change. It's launched, in essence. It sets sail. If you want transformation to begin to walk out in your life, if you want your soul and your life and your relationships and your understanding of life, then you have to let God transform it. And he says, here's how you launch it. I want you to change the way you think. Most of us are like, well, I mean, how do, you, how, do you, how do you do that like all of a sudden? Like how does that just, well, I think he starts with our perspective, what we see, how we see life. My guess is some of us right now, we see life as, well, life begins when, well, when I was born and life is over whenever I die and that's it. Perhaps your perspective on life is if you could be good enough, if you can just land a day enough or enough days where you were good, you held doors open, you were generous, you were nice, you didn't cut someone off, you were just awesome and you had enough of those good days that if you're good enough, maybe God will let come on in, come on into heaven. I believe full-heartedly that God wants you to see life now the way he sees it. And are you humble enough to admit that maybe you don't see life the way God sees it? Recently, I saw a video of someone who saw life dramatically differently, and and they caught it on video. Now, to give you a bit of context, I want to show you this because it's so funny and cool and awesome. I, I am somewhat mildly, they say, colorblind. Now, don't come up to me later and be like, do you see yellow? Yeah, I, I can see some of the colors. It, it just, they're probably not as vibrant as what most of you see. Uh, and I, I remember going and, and they would give you this book and you'd have to see the numbers. And I'm like looking and going, I know, I know there's a number. And I would lie. Uh, six. No, no, uh, two. One. Seven, seven. That's, I saw it. I, I just, I, I, I wanted to pass the test and I wasn't passing. I wasn't seeing the dots. I saw dots. That's all I saw. I wonder if you and I, again, could be humble enough to say, maybe we don't see life as we ought to. And it, and it got me thinking, I want to show you this person who, there, there's these new glasses that have been invented. I don't know who invented them or where they came from, but it's no joke. It, it's not make-believe, but that you can put the glasses on and all of a sudden you see colors like you've never seen them before. And someone videoed it, one guy in particular. You gotta see this, take a look. All right, all right, try them on. What color is that? And this is. <laughs> is, this just, is this red? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is really red? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a ready orange. So this is like super green. Mm-hmm. That's green. <laughs> this is blue. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's kind of like actually mind blowing. This purple. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> believe it. I can't believe it. Look at the table, man. Like, there's so many colors in it. It's so real. <laughs> it is real. It is real. Now you can dress I can't look at the cow, man. 
This is spectacular. Oh, there's more, just so you know. And it's so fun. It's so fun to watch these people you don't know. They put on the glasses and they're like, and in fact, many of them, they just begin to sob because they're seeing life in a way that they've never seen it. And, and, and many times they didn't even realize it. What if that's you right now? What if right now, you, the way you've seen life has been like, it's all about your past. It's all about how good you are. It's all about, can you just do better today? Can you just do better tomorrow? And you better do better or you're, you're not going to get to go to heaven or spend forever with God. What, what, if, what if that view of life is not accurate? What if there's a better, more fulfilling view of life? There is. That's why God says, I'm, I'm not interested in, in like these behavior modifications. I want to transform you. That's what he wants to do. Do you know that you can wake up and live your day knowing you are forgiven? That you can walk through moments not having to be perfect? You can find joy going, today was not perfect, but I am absolutely loved by God and completely forgiven. I don't think enough Christians live that way. I think we're just upset all the time. What if you and I could like walk through the day like that guy did? It's like, I can't believe I'm forgiven that God loves me. This is amazing. In Romans, it speaks more at this. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. Now, if you're new to the Bible, that's a pretty intense verse. You're like, whoa. For we died and were buried with Christ. You're like, if, 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 you, if you died and were buried, you, you can't write that. They're talking about their old selves, their old soul, their, 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 their old idea of life, their old perspective, their old way of living without God is dead and buried. That's why we do baptism the way we do. That's why we're going to celebrate baptism, and, and you're going to see people go underwater, and you may bring them up, bring them up. Are you going to bring them up? But it's a symbol. I hope you know that. Like, why water? Why this? Well, it was displayed in the Bible, but it was a display of going, letting your old life symbolizing it's, it's dead, it's gone, it's buried. And then we come up. A new life. <laughs> for, for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Do you wake up each day blown away by the fact that you are forgiven. You have a new life. You are a new person. Because you can. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. If you haven't understood what I've been saying, you're like, I don't get it. Perhaps now you understand that there are moments that many of us feel like sin has power in our lives. Where you feel like, I can't resist. Why do I keep doing this? Sin just seems to have a grip on me. I keep messing my life up. It, it doesn't have to be that way. We are no longer slaves to sin. That's 
putting the glasses on and you wake up and you go about life going, how do I see life now? You don't have to be a slave to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. So when someone gets baptized, they're not declaring to you, guess what? I'm perfect. Do you know that that's the number one fear, the number one reason people do not get baptized? When they're like, hey, I, I love Jesus. But David, I don't know if I can get baptized yet because I might mess up. It's the number one reason. I talk to people all the time about it. And what I would tell you, so you, you need to understand what baptism is. It's a symbol. And I also say it's a beginning. It's not a declaration that you are perfect and pretty much you now are going to dominate everything in life. Never mess up. Never hurt someone's feelings. No, no. But you're new. And the old way no longer controls you. I love how it said in Psalm 62, truly my soul finds rest in God. Rest, peace, transformation. Huh? My salvation comes from him. Have you let your salvation come from God? If I can only say one sermon the rest of my entire life, if I could only preach one thing for the rest of ever, however ever is, right? I would tell you this over and over. You don't have to be a slave to sin. You don't have to be a slave to your past. You don't, you're, whatever you've done, whatever you've said, however you've been, however you've treated people, you don't have to be a slave to that. You don't have to have that define you, lock you in. I know people aren't very full of grace all the time, but God, he wants to see you completely transformed a new creation if you're interested you're like you know what I, I, I want that remember it starts with change a change of perspective a change of relationship and if you're interested uh, put together a prayer that can help you launch into this new life a surrender a following of God here it is again these are not magic words they give some direction, just like I think lyrics do for us. When you're like, I'm feeling this feeling, oh, those lyrics are perfect. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. God, I know that you want to transform me and give me a new life. I ask you to come into my life. Forgive my sins. Be my Savior, my leader, my Lord. Beginning today, I'm going to love you, live with you, and follow you. Thank you for forgiving me of every sin and making me a new person. Amen. If you want to launch that transformation, this is a good way to have a conversation with God. I wonder if you've craved a miracle lately from God. Too often, we discount praying this you know when you give your life to God, that's a miracle. Your past no longer defining you, a miracle. So here's what we're gonna do as a church, we're gonna celebrate. In fact, we gotta make sure that we don't like pretend. It's like some of us are like, hey, they went underwater. Other people are excited, so I'm excited, right? Let's know what we're doing. When, when they go underwater and they come up, they're declaring publicly, I'm transformed. 
God got a hold of me. I'm transformed. I'm trusting in Jesus for the forgiveness of all my sins, and I'm going to follow Jesus the rest of my life. I am transformed. That's what they're declaring. If you've never prayed that, I want to give us a moment. So would you bow your heads, close your eyes. Before we celebrate those who have been transformed, perhaps now it's time for you to declare to be transformed. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I know some of you did not come prepared for this. Perhaps this is the day where you ask God to be your Lord and you get baptized. Perhaps today is the day you stop thinking that you are the person that can be good enough and you let God transform you. In the old days, people would pray a prayer to God, would, would, would believe and repent of their sins and immediately go get baptized. So let me pray for you. God, I believe there are folks here who are listening who have tried to change themselves, change their behaviors, change their families, change just things and people. God, help us to want transformation. I pray for those right now who have not followed you, who have not been a person who's depended on you, leaned on you, who's accepted your forgiveness. God, right now, would you speak into their soul and let them know you love them and you want them to have a, a future. God, I pray for those who are going to get baptized. Lord, would you encourage them? Give them bravery. God, I pray for those who didn't plan on it but they know that today they're supposed to be baptized. God, would you give them a courage to go public with the fact that you transform them. God, the rest of these moments, we celebrate you. You are amazing. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for us, to come back alive for us, for us and, and to give us this new, forgiven, grace-filled, mercy-filled life. Thank you for Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen.